Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, Chauncey Talese from L.A. Podfidential is joining me to talk about M. Night Shyamalan's Old. Uh, It's always an interesting thing to get to talk about M. Night Shyamalan films. I mean, you know, they're not all great. We know that already. But... If nothing else, they're always interesting, even the bad ones. And Old is not one of the bad ones. Old is a weird one. It's it's very uh, very unique and very different and weird. And I had fun with it. That that's all there is to it. And I had a lot of fun talking about it. And we had a lot of great puzzle pieces to get into. So that. Is coming up here in a second. Before we do get to the conversation, I want to remind you, as always, to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, and follow us on social media at PiecingPod, and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about right here on the show. And of course, there's been plenty and plenty and plenty of conversations about M. Night Shyamalan and his films over the last few years in that group. But uh, I'm sure there'll be many more to come. So, with all that said, let's start talking about the beach that makes you old. We're going to talk about old. All right, Chauncey Tullis from L.A. Podfidential is back with us. We're going to talk about old. Chauncey, how's it going? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm looking forward to talking about this weird freaking movie. M. Night, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Man, there's so many different angles that we could, like, go into this one from. I mean... I, I guess let's just start off. I, I, I've been asking this a lot lately to, to my guests. Like, were you like really excited for this movie? Were you looking forward to this one? Are you a big M. Night fan? Yeah, he's the one I always, always kind of root for. Like, I know, you know, when, when he's bad, he's bad. But I'm like, you know what? He's been in kind of a role lately. The visit was good. I like Split a yeah. lot. I wasn't a huge glass person, but I'm like, you know what? I give him credit for trying. And it just sure. seems like he got he's back in his groove. And he's someone like, I'm always, always intrigued because I know. Yeah. He's going to try to do something or more original. I know this was based on a graphic novel, but very loosely. But still, yeah. you know, I give him credit for like wanting to self-fund his stuff mostly. I don't, I don't think he did so in this case because he didn't have to. But, you know, he built himself back up. 
Like he, yeah. he allowed himself to get out of his out of the void. And every time it's kind of like watching an old an older pitcher, like, oh, I hope he does that. I hope he strikes the guy out now. I hope he does it. I hope he has his fastball. You know. And this was a solid M night start. You just know that whatever he's gonna do, he's gonna go all in on it. And like, he doesn't seem to really be worried about us, like being along for the ride. Like he he's just gonna present this this weird idea. Do it in in whatever way that in the moment he feels he needs to make this movie, and if we get it, we get it, and, and that's that's kind of what it is. And and you said that you're rooting for him. I feel the exact same way. Like I always feel like I'm rooting for him. I want to love each new project he makes, even if I don't like them all. It's always something that's at least going to be interesting to watch, even if it kind of burns out. Yeah, and honestly, I'm I, this like the way he's aged, uh, you know, mentally has been really nice too. Like he seems, we'll get into like the how in this movie, but he seems more comfortable with himself, like just being himself rather than like having to build a brand. Or having to feel like sure. he's making a character, like early, you know, mid two thousands, like especially get to the village, and he has like the yeah. what was it the mysteries, the secret, the secret, the buried secrets of M Night, or it's like a, or it's like oh you know I'm trying to do this whole bit and it didn't right. work. Like he doesn't take himself as seriously anymore, and he seems very yeah. much like be allowing himself to be a dork, which I appreciate. Yes, he doesn't need to have I this think, I think about that's him. True, you know. Yeah, like he just kind of he got kind of got humbled. He became a dad, and like he's very and that very much shows. Like <laughs> this might be his most dad movie in a long in a while, and he and a lot of his movies are kid centric, but very dad yeah, movie definitely yeah especially with a character named uh mid-sized sedan yep, a like, character, oh but... i see like, <laughs> i see like that sounds like what they would like what a rap would have been in like svu or something you yeah know? <laughs> like that's a perfect like that's a law and order svu joke if i've ever heard it my i respect totally it. Definite respect from from us old folks, but uh, <laughs> let's start jumping into some puzzle pieces here for old. Uh, what do you got for your first piece? So this one's kind of obvious because that's kind of what the movie is, but it's like a, it, it's my puzzle piece is a twilight as the Twilight Zone TV show. Sure. It's very much felt like a Twilight Zone ish kind of movie, um, mm-hmm. especially more the longer the hour long ones, just because that's where they kind of like get wonky. Like when they were the half hour back then, they were like very tight controlled and when you get to like the twist at the end it was all it was perfect for this like well okay like you know some of it's a little shaggy but they they get there Mm -hmm. you know um but i very much felt like a twilight zone kind of thing and it's asking a a sort of picking at a question but not really and it's sort of trying to make you think and in old case not really like you know yeah. <laughs> it has it has the idea an idea of a lot, a lot of things it wants to tackle plus there's a lot of art people that are of various art specific archetypes that it wants to explore and unpack when they get into like a really bad situation yeah yeah for sure and i i feel like and you know obviously piecing it together we, we always give the spoiler warning we mm-hmm. will get into lots of spoilers here including the the twists of the movie you know it is an m night Shyamalan movie but <laughs> i i feel like the the twist definitely does a disservice to what the rest of the movie before that point was i i, I feel like he really is exploring some interesting things maybe about aging and about, you know, uh, uh, you know, family and the way we spend our time as we age and, and things like that. But then we have to have that postscript at the end where, oh, it yeah. all is this big experiment and it just throws all that kind of out the window, I feel like. And I'm not sure maybe because so, there are some people who... Let's just get this out in the open here. I like this movie as not not necessarily a so bad it's good, but like a so 
ridiculous it's good mm-hmm. um that's how i like this movie that might come up with some of my other puzzle pieces by the way uh but i i think this movie is very ridiculous but mainly because of that ending i think it could have been a little bit more grounded if we didn't get that twist well what you had what you had before that though was actually very interesting uh when the uh-huh. um the, the, the main couple um uh, are on the beach together and like they don't remember what they're fighting about anymore and like you know Mm-hmm. They, well, they they pat they both like die of old age, and you're like, yep. oh, that's actually a really beautiful moment, and like they're spending time with their kids. I'm like, that's the whole that's the movie I thought should have been more or less about, you know. Obviously, yes. I'm like, I know there's gonna be something like because they really tease it with especially M. Night Cameo, which might yeah. be I think it might be his best one. Like I really respect it. Could be. It. He's he's like a real actor in this one. Well, it's his most like I know what I'm, I'm in on the bit. Like I know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm actually serving as a director on this one. I'm taking you to the action, and I'm also yes. <laughs> like he seemed, it was the most self-aware. Like it was the good version yeah. of like his bit in the and uh, Lady in the Water, for instance. Sure. Yeah. You know, like I see, I'm, 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 the, I'm your storyteller. Here I am. Like I'm your, I'm, I'm Alfred Hitchcock presents. <laughs> but he has these yeah, really absolutely. beautiful moments, like when they're on the beach together. It's like, what were you even fighting about? Like he can't, like he, he knows he's on his way out. She's losing her hearing, but they had this like last moment together, and it's like perfect. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And and it, I feel like the movie would have resonated more if if we didn't get that twist at the end. Because yeah, I I do think it it, it really. Seems like it had something to say up until that point, but then it kind of undermines it. But, you know, it is, it's the movie that he wanted to tell, and that's, you know, it is what it is. But uh, I, I'll move on to my first puzzle piece, which is definitely a little bit of a jokey one to kind of to start my list off on, but I, I just wanted to include it uh, on the list anyway. Uh, and it's not a movie, but it's those apps that make you look old. Um, or change your face in some way based on like the timeline of when this movie was made and i know that it wasn't a completely original idea uh this this is uh loosely based on a graphic novel but based on the timeline i feel like Shyamalan maybe was playing with those apps just like we all were a few years ago Mm -hmm. and said hmm you know something that makes makes you immediately get older and then there's no way to go back uh that is a start of something here where can i build off Mm -hmm a story from that and that's something that is so first of all it's universal to begin with just thinking about getting older i think you know we all you know worry about that and think about it but just the fact that we have this this new technology that has made it so easy to to see that and then think about it and yeah we all laugh about it but it's there and we we see ourselves old and we're just like oh Jeez, okay, that's coming at some point, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think using that is an impetus for for writing a story to to come out of that. Right. Uh, my second puzzle piece. Um, it's another silly one, but I definitely, definitely, definitely had to have think thought he saw the movie like while he was writing it. But Blue Lagoon. Okay, for sure. Because <laughs> as the um like the six year old girl and then um their eight year old boy like age, they um they have a Blue Lagoon moment. <laughs> In the tent, which yeah. I thought was hilarious, and he really went to the um, extreme with that with that gag. Well, I wouldn't say, yeah, it's, it's kind of a gag. Like it's it's, the, it's like a gag. It's played like a gag, and then like you know they, they have to bury it and they make the bones sound, <laughs> which is horrible. <laughs> but 
Like, I'm like, oh, this is like the dark blue lagoon because they do that in the movie yes. too. They get together and they, and she has a baby, doesn't know what's happening because mm-hmm. she's like 13 and like doesn't have any education because they were crashed, they were shipwrecked on an island for years. Yes. So I was like, oh, I see what you're doing. It's it's funny the actors that, that play out that scene because Eliza Scanlon always just in just the darkest stuff, like mm-hmm. the, you know, the worst things happening to her. And then Alex Wolf is just really going for it with this character just as this like kid who just grew up over you know over a few minutes Re- really interesting performance kind of fun mm-hmm. i agree yeah. <laughs> so i'll go to my next piece uh one of the first things that came to mind it's a movie i haven't seen in a long long time since probably opening weekend uh but it's from 1996 based on the stephen king book it's thinner Oh, okay. Um, uh, <laughs> a movie about wow. a guy who, yes, right. That's a long time ago. But he hits a gypsy with his car, and then mm-hmm. she curses him, and uh, he is now slowly getting thinner and thinner uh, and dying of it. And it just the the parallel of just the horror of what could come from just not having any control over your body, just something happening to your body and there's just nothing you can do about it. You know, th- this also made me think of something that happened to me a couple of years ago. I got trigger finger for the first time. I don't know if you've ever oh, had that before, no. but it's horrifying. Absolutely terrifying. I, I was, I, I was just, uh, I, I had just finished shaving and all of a sudden my thumb just like bent downwards and was completely like I didn't have a thumb. Like there was no movement whatsoever in it. And it was the most horrifying thing in the world. And just the idea of your body just doing something that you just, you just can't do anything about it. Uh, is, I think it comes up in the, in the fear that is like baked into the, the mm-hmm. concept of old. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a good poll. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> mine's another horror one. Um, I, the ruins. You remember that one? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I saw that back when it first came out. It's been a while. Yeah, I remember we were, it was one of those I just missed it in theaters for whatever reason, and then we rented it, and then I've seen it a couple times then. But the element that I'm pulling from that is when uh, Clint Eastwood's daughter is like slowly, is just she, they say, well, she has like um, a calcium deficiency. They, they thread that, they thread, they lay that track in the beginning, and then as she gets older, mm. how her body's deteriorating. Very similar to like the ruins yeah. when um what's her face like I think she she gets like poisoned and her skin is like starting to peel and like she's slowly like deteriorating as that movie goes along too. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is like it's not a gra- old's not a graphic movie except in that part when like her bones are really falling apart and she's just yeah, becoming yeah. a monster. She becomes like a Cronenberg monster. <laughs> yeah, she really does. I that is I was actually laughing in the theater and and I, you know, I'm sorry to anyone else who is in the theater who is maybe taking it a little more seriously, sure. but to me that was just that was so over the top. I loved it. Um I but yeah, I mean, I was laughing just because of how over the top it was. It was great. I know. I was like, "Wow, they're going he's going for it. I love this." Like that's yes. what, see, I love I love those Groove M nights in. He's really going for it. He doesn't care about <laughs> doesn't really care about like um appealing to everybody. He's now he's in his like I'm trying to just make a really good B movie, which he's been saying for years, but it's been like, okay, buddy, like you're you're making after Earth. Like I know you're not doing a B movie. But yeah, yeah. Now it's like he's owning it. Like he's finally found where he where he belongs where he belongs. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. 
I, I'll go to another piece here. Uh, this might be an obvious one. I'm not sure, but I thought of the Blair Witch Project. Okay. You know, just these people that are stuck in this place where for some strange, you know, not really fully explained reason, I mean, not at all explained in the Blair Witch Project, here kind of explained in a weird, you know, science fiction-y way, uh, but they just simply can't leave. And, you know, anyone who you tell the concept of old to, if they haven't seen the movie, they would say, you know, why don't they just leave the beach? And it's like, no, you can't leave the beach. And it, similarly in Blair Witch Project, they just simply can't leave the forest. Even if they just walk in a straight line, they'll just end up back where they started. Right. That kind of dovetails with my other one is um, Identity. Okay. I, I, I've i never actually seen Identity. I've heard oh. good things about it, though. I mean, the the twist in Identity is different from the one in Old, but, like, at, at, um, once, like, each character has their own thing they're hiding, and, like, once they, the reveals come out, they start going, like, dominoes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you find out Vicky Cripps, oh, she has a, she has a tumor, and, that, and she... It caused her to cheat, or you find out that um, the doctor actually has schizophrenia. <laughs> Except yeah. from that, like it's like, oh, oh, like you know, they're not entirely who we think they. These people, we, they're not. These people aren't entirely who we think they are. Yeah, like, sure. oh, wow, okay, and much like identity, they're all in a place they can't leave uh, for various, for like various reasons. They're all stuck there, and they all eventually turn on each other. Sure. Yeah. This wasn't on my list uh, to begin with, but just you talking about identity, I, I'd like to throw the thing in there. John oh, Carpenter's yeah, the thing, and and the original. Mm-hmm. Was that going to be on your list? Uh, yeah, but that's okay. You can have it. Oh, no, please. Anything else you wanted to bring up about it? But I mean, yeah, it just a lot of those same themes that identity is kind of uh, getting into. Yeah, just and mistrust and, you know, there because like, like the bit with the doctor and um, mid-sized sedan, like, you know, like, the, OK, like there's a lot there's a race, a race, racial element in there, too. Like he doesn't sure. trust him because of that. He thinks he's a murderer. And then you're like, oh, actually, mid-sized sedan was, um you know, not from the streets. He's, you know, he was a group very well to do. And, sure. you know, like, like, oh, okay, there's that reveal. And then there's the, the so much, there's like reveal on top of reveal on top of reveal until eventually yeah. you get to the big one. Yeah, absolutely. And I would also throw in, you know, as far as the thing as a puzzle piece, you know, the, the scene we were just talking about where the girl like just turns into like a straight up monster in the mm-hmm. cave. I mean, that's like some carpenter, you know, just creature horror basically yep. the way that she she's turning um so yeah definitely a lot of that uh, uh like having both of those pieces in there i'll go to my next piece i'm gonna bring up a puzzle piece that i know that m night has mentioned as mm-hmm. a actual influence on this and at the end of the conversation I'll, I'll read his tweet where he lists all the things and see you know which ones we brought up but this was one that i i had thought of before i saw his tweet because i just recently watched it for the first time and that's picnic at hanging rock okay uh, from 1975 yeah which you know is a, another like mystery it takes place at this like picturesque cliffside and People are disappearing, and and uh, the the way that it's shot is just you know absolutely beautiful, but also like kind of disorienting because of these just like high beautiful cliff cliff faces, and the way that M Night's movie kind of you know scares you with its its environment and makes it just seem so uh, unknowable what what you can and can't do if you can get out, if you're just trapped there, if you're stuck, if the mystery of what's happening to people is ever going to get solved. Um, None of it is really fully explained or clearly explained. And I feel like that's a pretty big parallel. And obviously it's something that was on his mind there. Mm -hmm. Very much so. So what do you have for your next piece? 
So this one's a little bit more esoteric, but I would say The Graduate. Okay. Well, like, this the way the ending. Like, the ending's very much influenced by The Graduate, because it, there isn't really a cathartic ending, because, yeah, sure, like, they are able to call the cops, because, sure. <laughs> they, they, yeah. They, they have that one cop that, they, that's, like, on vacation, but, like, the way it ends, so they're in the cop, they're like, well, now what? The now what ending. Right. Sure. Yeah, it is a now what ending. The, the helicopter's leaving, and they're just kind of, like, just staring, staring into the camera. Like, okay, yeah. like, the... Like whether he meant to or not, that's very much like the graduate ending. Yeah, no, I, I could see that. Now I, I was like, I wonder where he's going to go with this, but definitely, it's the it's the now what ending for sure. <laughs> that definitely works. Uh, I'll go with another piece. Um, I'm going to go with it. I had mentioned earlier that this movie uh, is not, not not so much a so bad it's good, but it's so ridiculous it's good, and 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 that's why I, I genuinely did enjoy old. I think that the the movie I'm about to bring up is a puzzle piece, not so much that it inspired old, because it's probably too new to really truly be an inspiration anyway, but more so that it just would make the perfect double feature with old, and that is Serenity, uh, starring Anne Hathaway and Matthew McConaughey. An absolutely bonkers movie, both of which just totally swing for the fences with their idea they just have these insane premises built on huge just does it work maybe not really twists um with with these performances that are really big and like inspired by an era of movies that is like the acting is just kind of unrealistic and just too huge for the movie that it's happening in um but you know, it's certainly a celebrated style of acting. A lot, a, a lot of older movies kind of do, uh, you know, k- kind of play out that way. But combining that performance style with such a huge idea um, makes for a movie that really just doesn't seem to care whether or not people are along with it or not. Yeah. They're just going for it, a hundred percent. You know, you you just gave me an idea for one too, because this sort of falls on the same wavelength as us. Jordan Peele's Us. Sure. Where the premise works, but it's not like a unit. It, like, it doesn't work for everybody. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, it works specifically for this family, for this story, but, like, if you were to extrapolate and pull out, like, it falls apart. Sure. Um, and that's why a lot of people had a problem with Us. Like, well, it doesn't make sense. Like, what about this? What about this? Like, no, no, no. But if you focus on this specific group of people, it work. Like, they make it work. But sure, it's not going to work for um, the world writ large. And old is kind of yeah, like yeah. that, too. It's so perfectly set so that like it works for this very specific set of circumstances with this very specific set of people yeah and i think that that is a uh, a tendency for older films like where they didn't feel the need for the the central premise to extrapolate outward to like the whole world nowadays i feel like movies do feel the need to fill in every single gap and you know have that full explanation and do a full world building thing and 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 you get every last thing and if not then you're going to need a sequel to do that you know or need an entire maybe a spin-off series they don't want to be ripped on like they're the cinema sense people of the world like Oh, what well, <laughs> yes. is like? Oh, well, if you do, if you, what about if you do this? The whole movie falls apart. It's like, well, congratulations! Like every movie ever would fall apart. Oh Even yeah, absolutely. Ones. Like if you remove, if you like think about it, uh, some elements like immediately crashes. Like, oh yeah, that's why you suspend disbelief. That's what you're suspending. Exactly. I, I I'm a big fan of pitch meetings, and they will do them for movies that I genuinely love. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's a movie. 
what, what are you gonna yeah. do exactly like <laughs> back to the future everyone's like it's a perfect movie it's like well it's not because there's so many like you know i guess quote-unquote plot holes but like the thing works because the movie's good like you know yeah like back to the future rules but like you know if you try to pick it apart like it crumbles pretty quickly too because there's so many different like logic stuff but like yeah, i'm not there for the logic because that's not what the story is yeah like the time travel right. stuff is it's there but like it's more about marty be learning who his parents are like they do mm. that arc so well you don't care like well what if he went back here what what if he did this especially with a time travel movie yeah old functions <laughs> this way too because like yeah the, the the final twist doesn't because you're like okay well that's they, they just do this for everybody like they, they even bring the kids in there that seems a little cruel like, right like but you're like well okay like it for but in the story like i liked it because it forced everybody to kind of deal with their with their stuff uh, especially mm-hmm. like the geek crepes family uh that that main arc especially yeah and just like the bond between like the brother and sister like that bond like it only gets better and like the parents are able to reconcile and come back and that stuff was sure. that stuff is good and it, it it keeps the other stuff from becoming too glaring I will go with the Truman Show. Oh, yeah, um, you know, yeah, I mean, just everything that's happening on this beach is obviously being, uh, you know, recorded and observed uh, by this this you know science experiment, basically uh, to to observe the effects of of medications on these people as they age, you know, mm-hmm. in a very quick amount of time, and it, that's our big twist here but you know in a similar way as uh the truman show um for jim carrey's character you know everything is this television show he's being observed at every moment everything that he thinks is his own you know life's choices and 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 his day-to-day is actually all kind of he's being pushed towards it all and only getting to realize that at the end and for our characters you know it's mostly too late before anybody you know really gets a chance to realize anything really no one ever does realize anything except for the the two uh youngest characters who eventually make it out but you know still you got you got that whole everybody being uh monitored the whole time which i think makes for a good connection there exactly and you know and much like the Truman, i mean they don't do it much because like they have to kind of like get like okay well, we gotta get this ending explain it and then get out get everybody out but like the yeah. scientist because like there was a little bit of like cabin in the woods there for me too just like the way the scientists oh are yeah like very cash about like well hey that was a that was fun like there was a little bit of like oh that was that hey that was very weird they got to the coral yeah <laughs> yeah, that that is actually a really good one there, Cabin in the Woods, to to include that on the list because yeah, I mean, they, there's just like such a uh, a coldness to this experiment mm-hmm. where they just don't care about these people at all. They're just they're just experiments. Well, they're still it. like, well, we're doing it for the greater good. It's like, well, no, you're not because you're making money off of it. It's not total altruism. <laughs> you're freaking monsters, and you're also making <laughs> it so that like these people, like, well, they never went to our hotel. Yeah. Like you're right. basically erasing them from existence, and they get like nothing out of it unless you're like, well, they got like a really nice, a nice couple of days at the, at the resort. <laughs> We're not monsters. Which is they ate that's, well. That's kind of nice, I suppose. We gave them but... pasta salad. It's cool. Like what? There you go. It looks like good pasta salad. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have any other pieces? Oh, my last. That was Cabin in the Woods. You reminded me of one because I was like, oh, do I? Like, oh yeah, Cabin in the Woods because of like, the mundanity of like what the all the horrible shit they're doing because they're sacrificing people essentially for sure all right well my last piece is 
really just the quote from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Life yeah. moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I, again, until that twist ending undoes that. But, you know, for up until that point, that's what the movie seems to be about. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's a good message. Exactly. And there was a little bit of village in there, too, with the way M. Night explains, like, what's going on with, the, like, with that village. That's sure. the kind of They kind of do it with, like, the, uh, the head of the... the the pharmaceutical company at the end yeah like, like well this is what our mission is people like this is what they're doing like okay yeah. well i didn't need that i think i got it but okay thanks m night like that was a yeah. little spielberg thing of like this like the extra couple minutes that you don't need but you, you have to like lay it on thicker you're right yeah we got to drive everything home make sure it's all wrapped up with a bow at the end exactly. but uh yeah well i'll go ahead and do the finished puzzle for old and we'll get into any closing thoughts we have but uh we talked about twilight zone Blue Lagoon, Thinner, The Ruins, The Blair Witch Project, Identity, The Thing, Picnic at Hanging Rock, The Graduate, Serenity, Us, The Truman Show, Cabin in the Woods, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and The Village. And uh, also, I brought up face apps that make you look old. So that was in there too. (laughs) So I had mentioned earlier that uh, M. Night Shyamalan, I don't usually do this, uh, even if I do see an interview or something like that, where where the director specifically mentions influences, but it it just seemed like such a nicely, uh, we just talk about how he likes to wrap up the movies with a nice bow at the end. It just seemed like such a a nice, all-encompassing tweet that lists out some influences. So I just figured I'd mention it. Uh, He tweeted about a week ago, for my fellow film nerds, Old was inspired by classic movies. Some of them are Walkabout, Picnic at Hanging Rock, Kuroniko, which I don't know, uh, The Exterminating Angel, Jaws, and of course, The Twilight Zone TV show. So uh, two of our pieces were on there, uh, and I have never seen those other ones. Uh well, I've seen Jaws, but not the other ones, though. Have you seen any of those other ones? No, no. I, I don't think I have. Okay, well, uh, interesting uh, list of movies to check out along with our puzzle piece list. So uh, do you have any other closing thoughts on old that we didn't quite get to? I was really impressed with like, how um, a lot of the actors played, the kid, like, played as kids. Because that's a very, mm-hmm. very, very hard uh, thing to needle to thread. Sure. You know, like kids being like, like adults, but like they're, they have ki- they're still mentally kids. Like they played mm. that really well. It never got into like creepy area. It just they they it's a very hard thing to do. It's like to play a sure. child. I I really I really like the cast. Like they all they all they all kind of brought it in their own way. Yeah, I give him like credit for how he shot it because he shot it during COVID and made sure that like that entire hotel was like all uh, everyone there was like for there for the movie. Like nobody nice. was. You know what I mean? Like nobody is in or out. Um, that wasn't part of the thing, so like they can keep everything controlled. I give him credit yeah. for that and for pulling for pulling it off because that must have been kind of a pain in the ass. I, I imagine it would be. Yeah, that that is cool. And you know, back back to the cast. Uh, one other cast member we didn't really quite talk about is Rufus Sewell. Oh yeah, which I I I, I think he's so much fun in this. He is just so. I mean, talk about B-movie. I mean, he is so over the top in this movie. And I I think that's when I kind of locked in and started really enjoying the movie is when he started kind of... You know, he he's his his mind is like kind of deteriorating in in this film as he's getting older, and I guess they say he's schizophrenic at, mm-hmm. at one point. I, I'm not sure what what the uh, diagnosis yeah, really said, would be for like oh yeah. I can't find out because then I won't be able to perform heart surgery, and I'm like the greatest heart surgeon ever. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it's such an over the top character and a and a great performance in this kind of movie. Um, yeah, I think he's kind of MVP here. But but yeah, uh, the whole cast is really they're they're all in. They're having fun. Like I love their dynamics so much. The epileptic, the epileptic, and then the ner- her nurse husband. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, it's a great dynamic. There seems like so fun. <laughs> it it is. It, it's just a uh, really fun. Uh, collection of characters put all in one place which is another thing that could really be you know i I thought about including maybe uh some you know classic i guess the thing kind of does that like you know stuck in one location Mm -hmm. kind of movies so i I guess that really ended up uh wrapping that up well as as being a piece for that but yeah getting a bunch of big characters all in one place and they just simply can't leave the thing rules i think that's a good closing thought (laughs) well uh yeah chauncey thanks so much for doing the show again and uh is there another movie you watched recently you'd like to uh, recommend to our listeners oh man um not really not so much new stuff because that's been sort of harder to come by i like no sudden moves a lot the new soderbergh i still need to get to that um by the time this goes up maybe i will finally have watched it and i'll be able to say i i like that movie like I, they just—it's. I know, like it's very cliche to say this on like movie podcasts, but they really don't make them like that very much anymore. <laughs> and sure, like, everyone just having a ball. Like I just love Brett. Like this run, Brendan Fraser's been on. Yeah, kind of popping up, popping up and stuff, and just being great. Like I love, like I love him on Doom Patrol. I love him like on. I liked him in Trust. I like him in uh, No Sudden Move. He's like really. He's like really showing up and stuff again. I'm really happy for him. It's exciting to uh, to see him back in so many things. Yeah, Cheeto's great of big movie roles. He doesn't get. I feel bad for Cheeto. Like he doesn't really get much to do. Like in general, like he's like yeah. when, he, when he's not um, War Machine. He really they don't let him do anything. Like I know he had Space Jam, but like, and he's done a lot of TV. <laughs> but like they let him do a lot in Space Jam, but not the right stuff. This was like one of the first <laughs> times in a while where he's like gotten to like do some real acting like talk to me like uh level acting that's great it uh, is. i gotta check it out uh well awesome chauncey why don't you tell uh, people where they can find you and your podcast sure uh my podcast la confidential you can find it at lafbnetwork.com spotify apple podcast and wherever you download your podcast and then you can also read my pieces on the la rams on lafbnetwork.com awesome well hey thank you so much again for doing the show and uh we'll see hopefully i can get you back again sometime thank you man i've really had fun with this Hello, this is Bubble Wheat from It's Time to Rewind, a movie podcast. Wait, that's not quite right. Hello, hello, this is Bubble Wheat from It's Time to Rewind, a time travel podcast. Wait, that's not quite right either. Hello, 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 this is Bubble Wheat from It's Time to Rewind, a time loop podcast where we discuss time loop movies and TV shows, one loop at a repetitive time. Find it on Anchor.fm and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about M. Night Shyamalan's Old. Like I said at the top of the show, it's always fun to talk about M. Night Shyamalan. I, I got to do some like uh, Breaking It Apart or Missing Pieces episodes on some of his other films because uh, it, it's always something worth worth getting into and talking about and thinking about. So anyway, yeah, hope you enjoyed that conversation. As always, uh, make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. You can, of course, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. And follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join the Facebook group Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. Of course, we also have a Patreon, produced by David Rosen Patreon, that combines bonus and early content from... 
Piecing It Together, Awesome Movie Year, and my music career. Lots of great stuff over there, so make sure to check that out as well. Uh, And, you know, number one, always the number one thing, share the show. If you do that, uh, you're, you're awesome, and I appreciate it so much, and thank you. Thank you so much for doing that for everybody who is out there sharing. So uh, I'm going to close this thing out with a piece of music like I always do. I was trying to think, do I have anything about a beach that makes you old? And I don't think so. Um, But instead, I'm just going to play one of my odder tracks, because it is an M. Night Shyamalan movie. And I'm going to try to pick one that I haven't really played before because this is a unique situation, a unique kind of movie. Uh, So it seems like a good place to do that. And I don't think I've ever played this on the show. This is The Fallout. It's from my album An Unseen Sky. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. And uh, the whole album is, of course, available on Spotify if you want to stream it, or Apple Music if you want to stream it, or on iTunes or Bandcamp or CD Baby, any of the places where you can buy music, it's also available. There's also a limited edition CD I should suggest that you get over there on Bandcamp. But uh, yes, it is available out there to listen to, along with the rest of the album. This is actually probably my favorite album that I ever put out, this and my self-titled album, David Rosen. But uh, yeah, this is one of the weirder tracks on, on this particular album so hope you enjoy it again it's called fallout and we'll be back with more piecing it together real soon
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.